Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Truly Daybox Show. Uh, this is a bi-weekly podcast where the two of us come together every two weeks to talk about K-pop and whatever's current in the K-pop industry. Um, this week we got some more reviews like last time. Um, sorry for being a week late. Had scheduling conflicts, but uh, we'll still we'll be back on schedule next week, so expect another episode then. Um, yeah, as always... I'm joined by Nate. And it goes like broom, 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 broom. Yes. Thank you, Chunga. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Jacob. Hashtag no blow notes in the basement. Don't ask. And yeah, this is the Truly Daybox show. Just relegated to the basement forever. Yep. It's it's just packed away in all my stuff. I don't know when I'm going to move out, so I'm just leaving all my books and albums and stuff yeah. packed away. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, I don't think we have anything super, like, special to mention this week, um, other than, you know, classic shill in our Discord, please join, um, if you want a place to talk about K-pop and other different hobbies, you know, gaming, other types of music, you know, whatever, we've probably got a channel for it, if people talk about it. Most types of media. Yep, cooking, living, all sorts of stuff, so. Yeah, come hang out. It's a fun place. There's a lot of cool people. And yeah. yeah. So so I guess with that, we can get into our first like standard topic, which is what have you been listening to lately? Uh I've been listening to the stuff we're reviewing mostly. Chunga. Also still listening to Dreamcatcher because the album's so good. Yes. And I just listen to it all the time. Um other than that, not too much. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else, but no, that's pretty much it. Just Dreamcatcher and the albums we're reviewing today. Nice. Uh, I've been listening to a bit of like a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I've been listening to, um, I've gone through like Florence and the Machine, their, like their discography. Um, I found a album by a band called Pale Waves, which... Like, if I were to review it, I'd probably give the album a six, but I really like mm-hmm. the album, if that makes sense. Like, it's not creative mm-hmm. at all, but it's, like, really oh, good so. 2000s, like, pop punk, like, sort of stuff, so okay. I like it. It's got a lot of, like, really good, like, catchy songs, but I don't, I can't really give it much merit on the on the bonds of, like, creativity, because it's, like, straight up, like, ripping off, like, Avril Lavigne, but it's just good. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been listening to that there's quite a bit. There's nothing special about it. Yeah, there's nothing special about it, but they do what they're trying to do very well, if if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that album's called Who Am I? Um, also, I've been listening to Weezer's last album. I just found out they had one. It's pretty good. Oh, uh, really? yeah, yeah, I didn't know they had one. Yeah, it's called OK Human. The The concept of it's pretty interesting. It's like uh, the instrumental is all like an orchestra. I think it's like a 38-piece orchestra or something like that. But it's like Weezer nice. songs. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. Um, and then Post Malone came out with a cover of Hootie and the Blowfishes, Only Want to Be With You. I've been listening to that a little bit as well because it's kind of an interesting cover. It kind of like weaves in elements of the Ecritik City theme from Pokemon Gold and Silver. So I think that's super cool. And then, yeah, on top of that, again, um, K-pop wise, I've yeah mostly been listening to what we're reviewing because those are like the big releases that came out recently so yep yeah chunga shiny sunmi spoilers for what's coming up right so pretty pretty good lineup i'm looking forward to talking about it 
Yeah, so. you want to jump right in? Yeah, let's jump right in. Chunga. Okay, um, so yeah, we're starting off with Chunga's Quarentia, which is her, finally, the, her album that we've been waiting for literally a year for. Yes, um, we've been literally like, drop the album, woman. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they announced like, um, what was it, State of Night, they're like, yeah. yeah, this is a pre-release to an album, and then like three months later, they're like, play, and they're like, yeah, this is a pre-release to an album. And six months later, we we finally yeah. get the album after like four pre-release singles. Yeah, this is um, kind of this is kind of what uh, makes me realize that we as like K-pop fans are like super spoiled as far as like album releases go, because usually yeah. we get like a teaser and then it's out within like a week usually. Right. Whereas like this and is also more, this is more like a Western or Japanese style drop where it's like we get a bunch of singles and then finally after like a year or two out. the album comes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely spoiled, and we're also spoiled on the fact that we just get two mini albums a year for every sure. artist, basically. And most like Western artists, you get one album every three or four years. Yeah, if it, so, unless you're Taylor Swift, who just puts out music constantly, apparently. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it's finally here. It's ridiculously long for a K-pop album. It's an hour long with 21 songs. Um, yep. That include. I mean, it's. Really, it's it's like ten new songs, like five pre-release singles, and like five, like or like four of these interlude like intro songs. So it's not really that much new music, um, yep. but it, it definitely looks crazy compared to all other K-pop albums having twenty-one tracks. Right. She she basically just released a new album and then just threw all her singles from the past year on it pretty much yeah exactly or at least that's and then split from, it up into the, like four mini albums yeah it's, it's basically like, that's so uh, yeah i guess before we get into the actual album the album structure it's like split up into like different sides like a record so yeah. it comes off like being like kind of like a, a double lp like on itunes i actually went in and split it up into discs because that's oh, really? just how i like envision it in my head i kind of actually change it up like that so yeah. Yeah, I said on Discord uh, last night when I was like listening to it to actually write up my my notes for this. Um, I was like, I really want this to be like an, a vinyl release. I would totally buy that because it like the yeah. structure that she decided to go with totally lends itself to the like vinyl like medium of like yeah. physically flipping over a record, putting it back, getting the other disc, putting it in. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, we'll jump into it uh, with Side A, Noble. Um, yep. So this is like the intro to Side A. Um, and I think it, ma- it matches a lot of her intros. Uh, it's got like weird random English phrases, like really nice deep music. Um, I liked the touch of guitar. Um, but yeah, this this was pretty standard. It makes sense though, because Vincenzo does most of her singles and has done all of her intros too. Like she used to do intros for her mini albums um like her first two had these really cool intros um so it makes sense that they did the production for all these two yeah so i don't understand like the titles of these sides like this one's noble and then bicycle (laughs) is the first song on it yeah which (laughs) is not noble at all like bicycle feels like it should be on like like savage Savage. yeah 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 or pleasures like yeah, it's yeah. just so weird. Um, yeah, t- who knows? The um, the actual uh, what's it called? The uh, 
why am I blanking? Anyway, the actual uh, intro or side A interlude, whatever you want to call it, um, I thought it was interesting. It was like dark and atmospheric, but I feel like yeah. it doesn't really lead that well into bicycle. Like it doesn't seem like it fits that much to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I, I thought I it was a cool really... intro, but I it just was I was just kind of like like thought it was weird like the way that they uh like the track list the track order I guess that they went with. Right. Um yeah, so it leads into Bicycle, which is the actual single from the album. Um and I just the song hits so hard right from the start. You got that like nice piano beat intro. Um and then it just it's so catchy in like all the best ways in my opinion like i think the melody is really fun to sing along with it's got multiple hooks um that are like catchy and easy to sing along with and I, part of that is because half of it's in english um but yeah it's definitely got like ariana grande-esque yeah. like influences um i also did not expect her to do like a full rap in the song because it's been so long since she's done like actual rapping. She was mm. technically a rapper, uh, like in IOI. I mean, she was the main lead dancer. Like she was obviously the main dancer. She choreographed, choreographed like half their songs, but she also was like a just one of the backup rappers. Yeah. Um. So that like kind of surprised me when she went and full on like rap for the after the first chorus. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's just fun to jam out to. And I think obviously she killed the concept and the choreography. Like her stage presence is so good. And I think she really is in like the top tiers with Sunmi and Boa um, in terms of just like choreography and stage presence. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm less positive on it. I feel like I'm like kind yeah. of lukewarm. Like I like it. Like I think it's a good song, but it's like. I think it's probably the second worst song on the album, in my opinion. Really? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I like, there's only one other song that I like less than, than Bicycle. Hmm. Like, I, I felt like, I felt like there were a bunch of other, like, new songs that could have been the lead single, in my opinion. I mean. Yeah, I agree with that. I get, from a marketing perspective, like, why they would go with Bicycle as the lead single. Like, I can see this becoming a huge hit, because a lot of people like this type of music. It's just not yeah. my thing. Um, Like you said, I think she's definitely going for more of like a style like derivative of like ariana grande like her like music from the past like two or three years um right. and yeah like again i can see why people would like it and i and i don't even like dislike it specifically i just feel like it lacks the personality that i feel from other songs on the album yeah if that makes sense yeah i can see um, that i i definitely think i would like it less if it wasn't chunga yeah, like, like, like there's if, definitely like, a bias inherent to me yeah, liking like, it. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people would hate the song if Blackpink released it. You know what I mean? That's a good. That's a good like thought thought exercise. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of people see, on our yeah, Discord really would hate it if Blackpink I probably, it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I probably would. Like I, I think the song's good, and I wouldn't even hate on it. It's just like, it just doesn't really do much for me personally. Like like other tracks do, I guess it's yeah. probably mostly because it kind of goes for the like club banger persona, which is something that I've been known not to really be a fan of in general anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's like it's a good song, but it's not something that I'll listen to all the time, outside of like right. listening to this album. 
Yeah, I can see that. Uh, next, we have Masquerade. Uh, it's a cover of the um, song from Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Um, <laughs> but really, it's just a really catchy Latin dance track. Um, I think, honestly, this could have been the single. I like. I would love to see choreo for this this song. Um, it's just like really catchy. Um, I really love the guitar riffs throughout the instrumental. Like, I, I think this was a really fantastic song, and I would, I could definitely see it being a single. Yeah, this track is something like the more what I was thinking of for the uh, like title track in this album, especially with it going with like a like a Spanish title like Carencia. I'm assuming it's Spanish. Yeah. It's at least Latin based. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I never really looked up what it meant. Yeah. Do that the, um. Yeah, like, so obviously this track goes more of an Atlan influence, which is, on, to be honest, something I'm getting a little bit worn out in, in the context of K-pop. I think it's like, <laughs> I don't know, it, it just comes up a lot, like in the past few years is all. But that being said, I think this song does a really, really good job at executing like the concept it's going for. Like, um, in general, I'm getting a bit sick of the Latin, like, sort of vibe songs, but I, I think this does a really good job. Um, the trumpets paired with the more like electronic instrumentals, I think do a really good job of like filling up the mix for like an effective and impactful chorus that I actually would like return to. Like this is actually one of the better songs on side A. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this, this is up there for one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. Um, I do like it a lot. So, uh, querencia is a metaphysical concept in the Spanish language. The term comes from the Spanish verb querer, which means to desire. Hmm. It is in bullfighting. It's kind of like where the bull like hangs out. Like if that makes sense it is hmm. a certain part of the bull ring where he feels strong and safe. So it's like Interesting. where the bull like goes to naturally. Yeah. I try to think about if we yeah. even have phrases like this in english like metaphysical like concepts like that yeah because like in korea they have like like han or whatever like we talked about with the g idol um review right like i didn't know that there was such a thing in spanish so that's kind of interesting to me apparently and querencia is one of them it's it's a fitting uh it's a fitting name for the concept of the album like feeling like the area in which you feel strong yeah because this is definitely a, like a strong concept album so cool right um yeah and it's playing to Chunga's strengths right um a lot okay uh moving on to flying on faith um and i love the guitar intro to this yes. song um i was honestly really hoping it would pick up and be a full-on pop rock song oh yeah <laughs> and it, it it didn't do that but i still like it um it's got that 90s like 2000s electro pop vibe with the mix of like the piano and guitar and then the hard-hitting electronics and the chorus um and it's just like it's one of those songs i love because it just builds over time and just keeps you engaged the entire time um it also is entirely in english yep um and yeah i love this song a lot too yeah i i thought this was the best song on side a this is my favorite which like I'm I'm obviously yeah. a sucker for like electric guitar and pop music and um right I thought this was a particularly like cool use of it just because I feel like if you take more of an analytical like look at the song I feel like you could easily make the same song but just replace the guitar with like a like a regular synth you'd use in a pop song 
So yeah. I like I like the choice of using guitar there instead of like um you know just, just electronic beats and stuff. Yeah. Um right. like the chorus is also really catchy and like you said it like kind of uh it kind of emits that like like early 2000s like pop rock sort of uh like sensibility. So yeah, I I like that a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, and finally for side A, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, yeah, I have no it, idea. Luce C-Cut Stelle? I, I, I guess, maybe. I have no, no idea. idea what that means. I I'll look it up lying. while Jacob's talking. Um, but this is like a more upbeat poppy song, although it's really interesting because the more I listen to it, it's got like these weird, it's got this really weird instrumentals and like a sparse beat that like... The more I listen to it, it sounds upbeat on the, and fun on the surface, but mm-hmm. it almost has, like, a creepy carnival vibe, like, if you're, like, really paying attention to it because of how, like, weird the instrumentals and the beat are. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, kind of a weird vibe it gave for me. Um, but, like, I don't think that's a bad thing. It was just something I noticed. I was like, this sounds, on the surface, it sounds fun and upbeat, but then the more I listen to it, I'm like, it's kind of creepy sounding, actually. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was good. Uh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought this was a good song. I, I noticed that it, it kind of went for a more like smoother and laid back than the previous two tracks, which are more like high energy. Um, yeah, it's more like mid tempo, I guess. Uh, yeah. And the, the thing that stood out to me was I thought the, the vocals and like ad libs on this song were pretty nice. Right. So it means... So Google Translate, it is it is Latin. Google okay, Translate says it is or shines like a star is what mm. the translation stelle, is. Stelle makes sense. Yeah, and okay. Luce is is light. Interesting. Um so yeah. Uh moving on to side B, which is Savage. Um yep. and I thought this was just a really great EDM track. You could hear this in a club and like cyberpunk. Yeah, I like just it's just like standard my, rave EDM yeah, my, music. My notes, my notes for this is four words: drum and bass intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does have a bit of a drum and bass feel. Although, actually, I think the next uh, side intro is more drum and bass on this. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely has feeling it has feelings of that. And like I said, it it just sounds like something you hear in like a rave in a video game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a futuristic video game, like Cyberpunk or something. Yep. And that leads into Stay Tonight, um, which is one of the, the which is the first pre-release single we got at the beginning of last year. Um, it's one of my top songs, twenty twenty. So it's it's actually interesting. I wrote this all out like you guys would know this, but then I realized we probably never talked about this song on the podcast because we recorded so little last year. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think the only one we talked about was Play, actually. Yeah. Um, I think. But yeah, we this were, is one of my. I think we covered that at least. I, I do remember talking about play, I think, um, but I don't know if we ever talked about Stay Tonight. Um, but yeah, this is one of my top songs of last year. It's, I think it's my top choreography of last year. Um, like her use of backup dancers is so good. And she did that a lot with these pre-release singles, but this one I think is the best. Um, and just that, like going from that really high note stay into that just really deep electronic instrumental for the chorus just like hits me i i love listening to a song i listen to it so much i watched all the live stages like i i loved the song so much 
Yeah, I, honestly, I, I think, like, despite this being, like, a pre-release track, I still think this is one of the best songs on the album, for sure. Like, it's... Yeah. It might be because I'm more used to it. Like, I've listened to it more than other songs, but, yeah, this is definitely one of the stronger tracks on the album, for sure. Super catchy. Right. Um, and that leads into Dream of You with Rehab, who is a DJ. I think he was Dutch. I'm not. I can't remember off the top of my head now. I didn't write it down. I love this song. Um, he is a Moroccan Dutch DJ. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is another single we got in 2020. Um, it wasn't promoted though, like State of Night or Play War. Um, but we got this really awesome performance video. Um, it's just another super funky instrumental, fantastic choreography. The choreography has got like a Michael Jackson vibe. She's got the hat, um, that like you, you get from a lot of Michael Jackson covers. Yeah. Um, this is also another English only song, which makes sense for being a, like EDM, like like a a Western DJ. Yeah. I, I thought this was another one of the stronger like tracks in the album. I think it's really, really fun. The bass is super like punchy and fun. I, I like the way it like kinda clears up into almost like a the words I use is like ethereal airstream, like the with that like noises. Yeah. Um sort of vibe in like the pre chorus and then it like punches right back into the main chorus. I thought this this is a really, really fun track. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listened to this a lot when it first came out, too. Um, next, we have Bother Me. Um, Suman helped with production on this and wrote the lyrics. Um, and I think that fact is very obvious uh, with yeah. the production. It's just, like, very dreamy, electro-pop, like, instrumentals. A lot of, like, vocal melodies. Um, I I describe... So, it's, it's very Suman, like, if you listen to her music. I described it as, it's like coffee shop music for a coffee shop that was in space <laughs> interesting like like that's what it feels like to me it's just like this very like yeah i, dreamy I could kind of see that like it's vibe, like, but it's, it's like kind of like got that type of instrumentation but it's like uh like more electronic focus yeah um so this is probably the best non-pre-release song on the album i think it's it's in the really? running along with two songs along with two other songs that i really like um i love the bass and like the super like thick synths um and the air sounding like sounds in the chorus are really cool i feel like they're like a high frequency like cymbal synth or something maybe um and yeah i i just i really really love the vibe of this song chunga's vocals are really smooth and yeah i I wrote in my notes the chorus is super effective it's really really like punchy and impactful so yeah i really really love this one right um, and finally for side B, we have chill. Um, and this is just a really upbeat, like anthem vocal song. Um, it's got like that chanting vocals in the background, uh, mixed with like the fake brass. I actually really liked that. I don't usually like fake brass sounding stuff, but mixed with that chanting, it like, like yeah. it almost gives, <laughs> it gives a feeling of like a school band and a choir, like something mm. that would play at like the end of high school musical yeah. or something. If that makes sense, yeah. it's definitely got that like like musical vibe to it. Yeah, I I thought this was another catchy B side. Um, the main thing I took away with from it that I really liked was like you said, like the echoed like chanting throughout. Um, mm-hmm. It set up like a really interesting like vibe. 
Um, I also thought I also thought the sections where she kind of like stops and talks slash raps were kind of cute. So that was cool as well. Right. Yep. Uh, moving on, we have side C unknown. Um, so this is the intro, uh, and this song was very drum and bass to me. Um, <laughs> although it's, so it's funny, I it's just like when I when I first heard this, the the like the percussion it reminded me mm-hmm. of two different things and they were both like just flashbacks from my childhood and it was first this like the intro to sonic heroes like the beginning of the song <laughs> like just yeah, go back and listen to it just go back and listen to it um and then also there was like this is really random i had to dig really far to find this and it was one of the one of the many like intros to tsunami on like cartoon network oh, also really? like sounded like that like it was like I don't know why, but the just the the tempo of like the percussion in this like gave me flashbacks mm. to, to both of those things. I was like, interesting. This sounds like something I've heard before, and I can't figure out what it was. And those are the two ideas that I got in my head. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a drum and bass song. It's got a lot of samples and like glitchy vocals mixed in. Um, but yeah, it was it was it, it's weird because it doesn't really fit the songs that come after it. Like, I think this is, like, more so than the first two parts. Mm. Um, it just feels weird leading into play. Um, yeah, I felt, but, like, I felt like most of the intros didn't really fit with the songs that immediately follow them. That's true, like... Nor did they really set up, like, any thematic, like, themes, yeah, like, the, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? They seem kind of random, but, I mean, yeah, they're cool, I they're agree. cool. They just don't really fit with, like, the context that they're put in. Right. I think the last one does, but I would say the first three don't. Yeah. Like, the last one's pretty chill, and it leads into the more, like, chill section of the album. But the other three, I don't really fit that well. Because, like, this this whole section of the album is, like, very Latin-inspired, and it has a drum and bass intro, which doesn't make any sense, really. Um, so yeah, it leads into play featuring Changbo, which was another single we got from 2020. This was like the the summer single she put out, um, yep. very Latin dance focused. Um, I thought this was another fantastic use of backup dancers that really filled the stage and like made the performance feel like really big and like very musical esque. Um, there's even like a one on one like Latin dancing with a partner in the dance break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a really fun summer song she put out. I loved it. I think Changmo's part's fine. It's nothing amazing. That's but it, pretty it good. didn't really it didn't it didn't hurt the song, so mm. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a thing in K pop, just like rap parts that are unnecessary but they don't really add or take away anything. Yeah, yeah they're inoffensive is how I yeah. always refer to them. Like yeah. it was fine. I don't really have. What do you think? I don't really have much. Like I think, I think it's a good song. Like we just we talked about it before, so I didn't write very many notes for it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good. Again, like this is a Latin inspired track that I think actually like works pretty well, and it's catchy and it's fun. So, right. Also, she bullfights a uh, sports car in the music video. So amazing. That's always great. Great music video. Very colorful. Go watch it. Um, next we have Demente featuring Guena, um, who is a Puerto Rican rapper. I looked him up. Um, 
the song is a mix of Spanish and Korean, which was interesting. It's it, it, there's no English. Um, it's another Latin theme song. Obviously, we have Puerto yep. Rican rapper, and most of it's in Spanish. Um, I would say this one was nothing special to me. Yeah, um, I, I think it's good. This is the one song that I thought was worse than Bicycle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought I this like song this was good, but not remarkable. Um, apparently her pronunciation is decent according to Reddit comments I saw. I, I don't speak Spanish, so I don't really know. Um, but yeah, it was fine. Yeah, like, I, I think it's cool that she's doing, like, these international, like, collaborations. And it's, it's yeah, even cooler that she's, like, you know, going out and, like, like singing in Spanish. I think that's super cool. Um, I think just the reggaeton, like, sort of sound, I'm kind of just, like, stale on because a lot of that genre sounds very, very similar to one another. Like, it has kind right. of a formula that it sort of follows. Um, yeah, this is probably the only song that I'd be, like, I'd probably hit skip on every time I listen to it. It's just not really my thing. Um, right. But I, I really like the concept behind it, though. I think it's cool to, uh, you know, do more of these international collaborations. Yeah, I think it had an international, uh, producer as well which would make sense um i didn't write it down but i'd assume so yep uh next we have lemon featuring cold um who helped produce and write lyrics for this song um and just like suman's song this that makes a ton of sense when you listen to it um it's it it, honestly it sounds like something iu would put out Mm. um like I could hear IU doing this. Yeah, I like I, the I instrumentals. Could, that might explain one of the things I don't like about this uh, song. Actually, is it Chunga's vocals? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, like, so the problem is, I like the instrumentals. It's very like it. Like I said, it's it's similar to what Cold would put out. Like you yeah. kind of expect it, and it's something that sounds like what IU would put out. But yep. the vocal part is too high for Chunga. Like yeah, it's outside I, of her range. Yeah, that's what I thought is like the airy, like really high pitched vocals. I don't think it really works for her because her voice is very no. like it's like a bit husky and like thick, which is yeah. like I think she should have just sang like normal on this song and it would have been really good. Cause I really right. like the instrumentals and I actually really like Cold's part as well. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like she's straining on the song and it, it seems like they, they did not do a good job matching it's the the like pitch of it to her vocals because it yeah. just it seems outside of her her range yeah um but yeah other than that i, I do like the song like you said yeah, i, I think, like the instrumentals I a lot um it just would bend a little bit better um yep. if the vocals was better like suited to her um, next we have Biel, Biel Harong, um, 16.05.04 plus 17.06.07, um, which Biel Harong is her fandom name, Biel um, cool. which I am part of. What and does it mean? Those... Star or something? I don't know Harong. I don't remember. Uh, I'll look it up. And then the, uh, numbers are IOI's debut date and her debut date. Um, so if you were curious why they're just crazy numbers at the end of this that is what those are for um she also helped with production and lyrics so this is like the fan song um it's an acoustic ballad it's pretty okay. good though so uh Bielharang, so pyora like Bielha, that part means mm-hmm. to become someone who shines bright like a star 
and harang means to fly high together and then also uh rang the last thing is like means like with mm-hmm. okay so yeah yeah it's that a particle sense. that means like with like chunga chunga rang like would be like with chunga yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's cool <clears throat> but yeah so this is a fan song she helps with production lyrics um it's an acoustic ballad it it's like a lot of fan songs you hear um from k-pop groups um but this this is kind of what i was talking about with the last song like the vocals in this song are much more suited to her range yeah yeah exactly, um, exactly. they're they're just much better in this song than the last song um so i think that helped it stand out a little bit more than it would have like i don't know if i would have liked it as much if the last song fit her vocals if that makes mm. sense Maybe because um, it that might explain. Like I, this is probably this is within like my top three on the album. I really really like this one. Really, yeah. I, it, I mean, I do like it a lot. It kind of reminds me of like a Taeyeon song, so that might be why. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought yeah, her vocals very... were really good. Um. And that was the main thing is like it's kind of stripped back. It, it's like guitar comes in really crisp, and then her vocals come in really nice and thick as well. And uh, yeah, especially as well. Uh, I liked it when the instrumentals kind of come to fill in the sound space during the chorus. Um, yeah, I really like right. this one. I, I didn't, I don't see it as just a regular old fan song. I think this is a good enough, this is a good enough acoustic ballad to where I feel like it's fitting of like Taeyeon. So that's a really big praise for me. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely fits in that, that vibe. Um, so then we'll finally end with side D, which is Pleasures. Um, and so this is like a really chill, mysterious instrumental. Um, I really like the emptiness to it. Um, and like I said, I think this this one does lead into this last section well because these mm-hmm. next two songs are much more chill um, and they kind of wind down the album. So unlike the other like intro interludes, this one was much better suited. My description of this was much more like visual based, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I said in all right, in regards to the sound, I said tuba synth period, <laughs> and then oh, yeah. uh, it reminds me of like the Mario like underworld theme, like the do 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 do, like that yeah. sort of vibe. Um, very like dank and like wet sounding, like a sewer. <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have know. To that's, that's the imagery. To that. That's the imagery I get in my head. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that leads into X, which was the final pre-release single from the album. So this came out like a a month before the album. Yeah. I didn't Um, listen to this. I didn't listen to this when it came out. So I was really like, I was really into it on the album. I honestly forgot it came out and I was listening to this. I was like, this sounds really familiar to a K-pop song I've heard before. (laughs) And then I like looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, this, this actually came out and I've listened to it before. That's why. Um, cause I only listened to it like once when it first came out cause it, it, it didn't get promoted. It just had like a, yeah, like a artsy music video. Um, but I think it's a really good choice for this last section to start off. Like it's really chill, yeah. uh, like way to vibe down from like the really dance heavy first yeah. half. Um, and it kind of links to the end, like the third section ending on like more vocal focus songs. Yeah. This uh this is another 
so I the three that I was talking about before were non pre releases, so I didn't count X in here, but I, I would consider X one of the best songs in the album for me. I really, really like the like uplifting and like percussive instrumental that they use for the chorus. Um mm-hmm. like the hi hats and the vocal ad libs added into the last chorus was also really awesome, I felt like. Um <coughs> and on the vocals, uh, like Chunga's like airy vocals in this, I felt like would have been a much better way of like handling it if you wanted like more of an airy sound. They should have done something right. like this on Lemon. I feel like it would have been stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love agree. I love this song. It's one of the strongest songs in the album. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, I think in general, I least... just really like all the ballads on the album. Yeah. Which is yeah. surprising because it's Chunga. Like she's not yeah. known for, like I mean, she does put out ballads and they're usually pretty good. But she's yeah. obviously known for her performance yep. more dance style. Tracks. Um, right. So that leads into All Night Long, um, which Yaren Beck helped with production and wrote lyrics. Oh, I didn't um, know. That. And once again, no surprise. Like if you if you gave me this album and said. Suman, Cold, and Yaren Beck produced songs on this album. I think you'd easily be able to pick out which ones they were. Yeah, like all three of them sound so like very much like songs that they put out. Yeah. Um. So this is just that really chill R and B type song. Um. And like I said, this is another song where she's actually singing in her range. Um. And it it yeah. sounds really good. And she's also just showing off that she isn't just a dance performer. Um. I thought it was great. I really liked the instrumental ending. I thought it had a really nice vibe to it to end that way. Yeah. Um, so I really, really like how the instrumental starts off like super like stripped back and sparse. And then like, mm. again, like I, that's something I really love is when it starts out like quiet and then builds right up. This like bursts right into the chorus, which I thought was cool. Um, I thought her vocals were really nice in the verses, but I felt like she didn't quite get there in the chorus. I felt like it could have been a little bit more impactful, but that doesn't really yeah. like that doesn't really take away from the song that much. Um, yeah, I thought this was another really good track. Yep. Uh, next we have everybody has. Um, I thought the mix of piano and synth at the beginning were really nice. It's not something you usually hear in this type of song. Um, and I really like that, like slow hip hop style beat. Yep. Um, I, I thought it had great instrumentals. Um, and I, I really like the echoes and the vocals, um, and how they matched like the synth. So like there's, there's Chung Ha singing and then there's like echoing vocals backing her and then there's the piano and then the synth like echoing and backing the piano. And I thought that was a really nice, like sound for the, for the, the song. Yeah. Um, and then it has a really nice guitar to finish off to yep. um, at the end. Yeah, this uh, this is the third track that I really, really liked of the brand new ones. Um, it starts off with like a weird like dark dog barking sample for some reason. I, I thought that was kind of oh, odd. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was a really another like really nice ballad track. Like this is a her, her vocals sound really good in this one, I thought. Um, the percussion in the instrumental sounds kind of like compressed, which gave it like a vintage sort of feel like a, like a record, like sort of, you know, analog. Right. Um, uh, I thought the vocals were nice once again. Um, and yeah, the, the guitar licks that come in, 
I thought were a really nice touch. I I felt like this was yeah definitely one of the strongest uh, stronger tracks in the album. Right. So yeah, I, I love this one. And finally, for the last full track, we have "Comes and Goes." It's a um, it's a, a cover of the Hyako song. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten that one. So good, <laughs> good catch. Um, I thought this was a really great, like, uplifting song to bring the album to a close. It's interesting because it's more, v- it's more vocal focused than "How oh, Do We Lose You" or "Me." Oh, I froze. I still had you. You did? See, yeah. that was weird. That time you froze for me. Yeah. Um, that's just interesting. Yeah, you start out uh, with your description of comes and goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was a great uplifting song that brings the album to close. Um, it, it's interesting because it's more vocal focused than the dance tracks that we got, but it's more high energy than like the songs before this that we've been listening to um, to finish the album. Um so I thought it was a good way to end it with some more energy, but still yeah. be vocal focused to match the recent songs we've been listening to. Yeah. The only thing I noticed that was a little weird is the mixing seems a little off in the chorus. Mm. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. For me, I thought the the voice samples in the song were kind of a weird choice. They feel a little bit like out of place from the vibe of the rest of the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like other than that, I thought this was really again another like really nice uplifting feeling song um another thing i thought was kind of cool is the the chorus kind of like kicks in kind of abruptly which i thought was actually cool um Mm -hmm. yeah i thought this was a really good like track to close out the album yep um and then we finally have quarantia epilogue so this is like the outro um like all the other uh interludes and intros we got um it's got this chill like cut up coffee shop r&b instrumental mm-hmm. um that i think fits really well with the rest of the song lo-fi and then you hip-hop. think it ends yeah lo-fi hip-hop um and then you think it ends and then yep. it starts up with like a second half with like a really nice spacey feel to it yeah when um, it when it ended i thought i thought it would just do like a weird like vinyl thing like where like it just be just silence like, for like an silence minute. yeah but yeah, that didn't did end too. up happening Yep, and then yeah, it starts playing like a second half, which is completely different sounding. But yep, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I, uh, the main takeaway I took from this like outro was that's what this is mainly what actually gave me the idea of like this should be like a vinyl because I feel like they're totally going for that sort of vibe with the like awkward silences in between in this uh, outro. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good end of the album and again it makes me want to own own it on vinyl so please chang i release it on vinyl i i would buy that for sure yeah double lp yeah i think overall it's a it's a great album it's interesting to see something this long in k-pop because like we said just doesn't happen ever um, yeah i think it's a I, little i think oh, god i think she's trying to have like some like semblance of like a concept album but I feel like the concept doesn't have that much substance. It's kind of just like there for show. Yeah. So I, agree. I, I I hope she does this again, like like the side A, side B, etc. But like has more of like a vision for it on the next album because yeah. I think it's a really yeah like have novel concept have a different pop. 
producer produce like the songs for each side or river so they like yeah. feel more cohesive yeah or something like that yeah i agree i do think it's a little all over the place um in terms of the concepts um and i think part of that might be the fact that they had all of the pre-release singles yeah and they just like kind of they put one in each side basically yeah uh, i'm thinking well, they I'm thinking what happened with this album was they probably had like like nine or ten tracks that were probably like strong that they were going to just put out as an album. But then she like started collaborating with other artists like the like all these collabs on the album, I feel like were promising as well. So they wanted to stick those in there and get more time to make sure that those were good. That's mm-hmm. my that's my like kind of impression, at least. And then I'm sure COVID yeah. didn't make it any any better either. Yeah, I was gonna say know? I think part of definitely part of it was probably COVID and like they probably were preparing for the album of the like middle of last year and yeah. they were just like we everything kind of got slowed down so they they had to like cut it up and do all these pre-release singles and stuff. Yeah, so. I I think the album's a little bit bloated, but I feel like I, I'm I'm glad it is. I'm glad it is because I feel like we got a yeah, lot of really sense. good songs. Um. Although it, it did make for kind of a hard listen, like on first, like my very first listen of it. And yeah. that, like, I, I like l- remember listening to it, liking almost every song, but then I couldn't remember most of them because there were so uh, yeah, many. Yeah. Um, yep. But that's kind of a difficulty with like releasing a pop album in general, I feel like, like with the right. concept like this. So, yeah, I, right. I hope she does it again, though. So, yeah, I'd, yeah I'll cool. definitely welcome the long concept albums. So. Very strong release with an odd choice of single, in my opinion. Yeah, I like it. Yep. But I definitely get why some people don't. Yep. All right. Speaking of. Yes. Speaking of, why did they pick this as the single? Uh, (laughs) uh, So next up we have have, uh, Shiny with their new album, Don't Call Me, which... Yeah, I guess I'll just jump right into it. Uh, yeah, go for this it. This is Shiny's first comeback since 2018, I think. Went. Yeah, Story of Light was yeah. 2018. Which Story of Light was great. That was their first album. Um, you know, post post uh, Jonghyun passing away, it was a fantastic album. I you know loved almost every track on it. Um, so yeah, I was definitely like super looking forward to their first comeback. Like after they got out of the military. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, so the title track, the first, the first, uh, song on the album is don't call me. And I felt like this was kind of an odd choice, uh, to go with for the single, just cause it's very different from what I was expecting from a shiny comeback. Like it was a lot more aggressive than they usually go for like concept wise. Like I feel like the last mm-hmm. time they went for something like this was like back in like the Lucifer days. Like that was the last time they went for like a really hard hitting, like sort of like, yeah. Uh, vibe I feel like, but that being said, musically, this is like clearly an SM title track. Like I feel like it would very much just fit right in XO or NCT's like catalog which is not typically what Shiny goes for. Um, the chorus like specifically reminds me of Exo's Monster, like as far as like the vibing vibe goes. Um, yeah. So I thought it was pretty good overall. Actually, I like the song. I just it's definitely not among my favorite Shiny singles. 
and maybe mm-hmm. the worst song in the album like just because it's the most unshiny song that they've ever released i feel like um, i yeah yeah it's just it's good but it, it's not a shiny song in my opinion yeah I, I don't agree with that i think so like everyone in, in discord was comparing it to an nct song and like they're not entirely wrong but also this sounds to me like 2013 shiny where like I think this easily could have been on like Odd or um, or Married to the Music where they were just maybe. doing these weird instrumental like they were just trying weird different things and like that's where this that's the vibe this gave me like it's got mm, the noisy maybe. weird instrumental that like we get from NCT and like SM recently but I think but they've always had those weird instrumentals they've not had one like this yeah, but they've done stuff in this. Opinion, yeah, yeah. Sh- like. Shiny's always it's been just, like the FX to Super Juniors SSD, yeah. right? Um, it, it, the thing, the thing I think throws people off is those aren't usually their single. Yeah, like, those are usually yeah. B sides. Like I don't, um, I don't. Like I said, I think it's a really good song. Like if EXO released mm-hmm. it, I would not bat an eyelash, right? Or yeah. if it was EXO single, rather, like, um. Yeah, I think I mostly just don't like that they pick this as the the title it's, track. Yeah. There are some really good songs on the B-sides that would have been yeah, perfect. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's still got, like, it's a weird instrumental. It's still got their signature vocals. Um, I don't mind it, but I get why people are disappointed that, like, this was their comeback after such a long break. Yeah, like, like, this is um, the one that got the MV more is what, is what yeah. I was disappointed by. Right. Also, the the, I the 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 MV I feel like was also a little bit disappointing for me. Which this yeah, is the only this is the only great. time I will ever talk about being disappointed about this album because the rest of it I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of like looked like a 2013 like Big Bang MV, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. It, yeah. I I, I, I can see that. I, I felt like the the MV and choice of single could have been better, but um, yeah, like. Otherwise, it's it's a good song and I like it. It just doesn't feel like shiny to me. Is the main like yeah. negativity I have towards <clears throat> it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but yeah, I get why people are disappointed. I did really like the instrumental with the piano at the end. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good highlight. All right, so the next track is Heart Attack, and this is more what I was expecting, like as like a Cover title track. Of song. Yeah. Yeah, like, I wouldn't necessarily pick this one, but, like, if I, like, thought in my head based upon, like, their past couple albums, like, Odd and Story of Light, I would have expected this to be, like, what their, like, new single would sound like, like, a new shiny single. Yeah, um, yeah, like, uh, I really like the, uh, specifically, I really like the faint guitars you can kind of hear in the instrumental during the early verses, um, and yeah, the chorus is nice, it's catchy and punchy, and... Yeah, this sounds like shiny. This is what I think of when I when I think of like shiny music. Yeah, that's basically the my notes were like this is classic shiny in every way. Yeah. Um it's got the funky instrumentals, it's got their vocal layering and their fantastic vocals. Um I did I loved how the beginning kind of felt like a Tateman solo. Mm. Um and then it kind of brought everyone in and transitioned into like a more traditional shiny song. Yeah. I thought that was like a nice feeling. Um because obviously the past few years, we've been getting a ton of Taman um, right. and his solo music, and that kind of was like to me, it sounded like a little like nod to that. Um, but yeah, like you said, this is just 
this is classic shiny um yep. and kind of what you'd expect all right so next up we have uh marry you which i thought was the other one that was a little bit weaker which is weird because <laughs> they chose the two songs that i consider the weakest to be the ones they promoted yeah which i i just found it odd like I don't know. Maybe maybe Shiny themselves are in a different place where the than like we personally are, and that's why mm-hmm. they they chose it. Um, so yeah, they're kind of going for more a bit more of like an R and B vibe, I guess, on this song. Um, I remember people saying. I think I remember people saying they didn't like this song on Discord. Um, I do like the song. I just think it's just weaker than the rest of the the songs in the album. Um, like the lyrics are a bit cringe, I guess, in the in the like chorus, which I think maybe that's why people didn't like it. But I think it's catchy mm-hmm. and it's fun, so I I don't mind personally. Um, I thought Onu's like really nice thick like vocals in particular stood out to me. Um, as well as like Taman's really good like nice vocals in the bridge, also with Onu. Yeah, yeah, like you said, this is done in that pre-release like preview during their showcase thing they did yep um and i remember reading that people didn't like it that much um and i kind of get it with how repetitive it is yeah um i I think like i think honestly it's just because it's not really a single worthy song like honestly like this this is good it's just i feel like it's like a run-of-the-mill like shiny b-side honestly yeah, you know, and I don't think it was, it was meant to be a single. It was it yeah. was kind of weird that they did it there as like that pre-release. Yeah, it was just weird that thing. they chose "Marry You" over something like which we'll cover later, like "Code" or "I Really Want You." Those are the two songs yeah. I would have picked, or even yeah. "Heart Attack," which we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I can't hate on it. Like I, their vocals are so good, and it's got yeah. like that really funky bass line. Um, so I didn't mind it. But yep. I do think it's it's weaker than a lot of the songs on the album. Yep. Uh, so next is Code, which uh, <laughs> I first listened to this and I was like, this intro is so bad, which I I still kind of feel like I really don't like like the rap intro that they started with. But like after mm-hmm. that, the song is just flawless. I love the whole song after that. Like mm-hmm. I just thought it was really weird that they started with this really weird I, like rap intro that had nothing to I do with the it. rest of the song i, I liked it it does feel weird but yeah i'm not i'm not really into that like maybe it'll grow on me because i love the rest of the song like mm-hmm. it's probably my second favorite song on the album uh yeah like once we get into the onu entertainment's part like after the rap part in the beginning it's like fantastic the the synth beats they use in the chorus are super like thick and massive and it sounds really really cool um, I like the higher frequency synths that they kind of use as well, um, like in the chorus. Uh, another thing I quite mm-hmm. liked was like the falsetto vocals that they used throughout. I thought were really nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, the synths that lead the song out also, like at, like towards the latter part of the song, are fantastic. Like this song fucking rules. Um, I think it's probably the second best song in the album, if not for the like weird rap part that I didn't like in the beginning. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is my favorite song. Um, I liked the intro. Um, it, it's definitely weird because it does feel like a different song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just got that synth intro with like keys rap. But then yeah, it just drops into such an awesome deep house synth. Yep. Um, and like you were saying, and the vocals are just classic shiny. They're just tons of layering all over the place. Um, and I I think it's fantastic. I think it's easily my favorite song. Yeah. 
Um, my favorite song ended up being I Really Want You. I really like this song a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting choice that they went with, particularly with the instrumentals. Like, the guitars in the beginning being paired with, like, the really, like, compressed sounding, like, loud claps. Mm-hmm. I thought were interesting. It just see, it felt a little bit out of place, but in a cool way. Um, that didn't last too last too long though, because like the synths start to pulse in, and the song wastes like no time, just exploding right into the chorus right in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and yeah, it's super catchy. And one once again, like this is a big theme on this album. It's just really big and rich sounding. Um, so yeah, this is another banger, possibly the best on the album. It's either this or code, but yeah, right now I'm I'm leaning towards I really want you. Yeah, this is probably my second favorite. Um, like you said, I really like that. Like in the intro, I like the guitar mixed with like the wisp, almost whispering like vocals. Mm. Um, and then yeah, like you said, it kind of just explodes into this really bright, upbeat pop song. Um, I love the introduction of the brass for the chorus. It just it makes it feel like really bright. Right. Um, and like you said, it's just really catchy. The I really want you parts just catchy and fun to sing along with. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, this is definitely the one of the songs that I'll return to the most, I think. Like outside of like just listening to the album straight up. Um yeah. yeah, next up is Kiss Kiss. Um I don't know exactly what it is for the song, like since I'm like not really an expert on singing technique, but I feel like they went for like something kind of outside of the SM conventions of like singing te- like how they sing like yeah. vocal wise um, in the song. It like felt Honestly, a little the, bit off, but it was cool, so I don't really mind. But for for me, the chorus kind of gave it kind of gave off like a Beatles feeling. Okay, like like the weird like era of Beatles, mm. where like, they're just doing like like the wispy vocals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, as per usual, I'm a sucker for a nice like guitar rhythm section. The bass line's really nice as well. Um, yeah. Again, also. Again, Taman and Onu like killing the vocal bridges on this album, like really, really good. Um, the ad libs like going on towards the end of the song were really awesome. So again, not one of the top bangers, but like a still a really, really fun track that I enjoyed a lot. Right. Yeah, I really like the driving like bass drum mixed with like the funky bass and synth piano. Um, like you said, it just gives off like a nice like funky lounge song. Um, and then the guitar um with like the layered vocals i just i I thought it was great and like i said it gave off that like the chorus kind of gave off a bit of like a beatles feeling yeah um yeah next is body rhythm um this song i was like pleasantly surprised with because uh i'm Mm. not usually like super into like like is this like almost like a reggae like inspired song with like how the rhythm the rhythm of it goes uh but yeah, I I really like that like that like reggae like percussion they used to like uh like you know keep the beat. It's really simple, but it's like really really fun. Um, I kind of like that it builds up to almost like a false drop in the post chorus, but then it just mm-hmm. or in the pre chorus, and then it like just fills in fills right up once the the real chorus kicks in. It like kind of like makes you wait a little bit after the build up. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm. I wasn't a big fan. Um, like you said, it it's definitely got like that reggae vibe. At and, least, like, I don't at think least it's bad. Do, at least they didn't do the annoying like auto tune vocals, like with like skull and that, he, Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I mean they would never do that. I don't think. Yeah, and like I don't think the song's bad. I don't think. 
like for me though it just feels like their vocals are kind of squandered in this mm. type of song like yeah, the, i can see that the like their the vocal part of the song is kind of just generic and mm. it feels off brand for shiny cuz like yeah i could see that they're just they just have much more skill than the song kind of lets them like show off yeah so yeah i think it was probably my least favorite song on the album mm. i i think my least favorite's probably marry you um or actually don't call me it's probably my least favorite <laughs> yeah like i i still think that's such a weird choice for the title track but anyway um uh next up is attention um yeah the main thing that sticks out to me about this song is like the super deep bass that punches in throughout the song it's really like satisfying contrast from the like higher frequency they use on the vocals uh throughout the song um I also like how it kind of c- clears out into like a really twinkly but like clear pre-chorus to drop right back into the bassy style. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also really like the the whistles that they use in the chorus. I think that's really catchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was like another classic dance track um, with their vocals. I, honestly, to me, the song sounded like something that could have been on story of light or like got cut off of story of light like it very much feels like a lot of the songs on the album um so maybe it was just like a leftover song from that album that didn't make it could be um but yeah i liked it a lot i love everything on that album so yeah i enjoyed this as well all right lastly we have kind um so this is really interesting i thought like this is like like i thought the robotic like layered vocals they play with are really cool Especially when you, like, wouldn't expect that on, like, a really somber-sounding, like, ballad track. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought this is, this is, like, quintessential, like, shiny. Like, not in the sound that they go to, but the concept. They're, like, just trying out something weird and different, and I think it works really well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the, the vocals are great, and I think it's a really good coming down song to, like, kind of wrap up the album. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. I... I think, like, the thing that stands out to me is how much range there is in their vocals in this song. Like, their vocals get really deep, um, which is not something you get from Shiny a lot. Like, mm. usually they're on the high end of their range. Yeah, um, especially like, with doing a lot vocals. of falsetto and stuff. Yeah, and so, like, there's some parts in the song where, like, they get, their voice gets, like, pretty low um, register, and that stood out to me. Um, mm. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was it's a really good like shiny ballad and it's a really great way to kind of end the album yeah yeah so overall i thought this was a really i thought this is a really tight album i think like my, again my main like gripe with it is just I, I felt like they totally picked the wrong track to be the single um yeah actually like just yeah in general they just picked the wrong songs to promote because yeah. it like they it's funny too because both of those songs are also like nothing like the rest of the album either yes i do so agree with that. i feel like for people that like judge based on the singles they're gonna be might be turned off if they don't like it even though there is plenty of shiny to go around in the actual yeah. b-sides um so yeah if you haven't listened to this album like check out the b-sides there's a lot of really good ones so i i wasn't too disappointed with this at all in fact i i really thought this was a great album yeah yeah i agree i i don't dislike the single as much as most people but i 100 percent get why people are disappointed with it and i do yeah. agree that they feel a little weird compared to the rest of the album 
Um, the rest of the album is very like classic shiny, what kind of what you'd expect. Yeah. And then the sing the single is not. Um, even though I still I still think it, it is a shiny esque song, um, but it's a weird B side shiny esque song from 2013, not a single. I I still think it just sounds like an EXO song, personally. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, really strong album. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. Um, so yeah, check it out. Shiny's back, y'all. Shiny's back. Shiny is back finally. All right. I guess lastly, we can move into our last thing that we want to talk about, which is only two songs. It is uh, yeah. Sunmi's new comeback, which is uh, Tale, which, man. I'm curious what you think. <laughs> Dude, I, I love this uh, this song. It's, somebody in Discord actually pointed out that it's very similar to 24 Hours. It's, yeah, which, yeah. Yeah, which I... Um, I feel like like that's exactly what it's like going for, and I think it does it really well. Um, I like her going with something of this style again. I think it re- works really well, and I'd like to see more like this. Um, yeah, her ver- her vocals in the cor- in the verses are really catchy, and the chorus is really catchy as well. Overall, it's a really good. Uh, I feel like music wise, it's very safe for Sunmi. It's just like this is a Sunmi song, but I'm totally okay with that. As for the MV. Holy shit is all I'll say. <laughs> Go watch it for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm a lot more negative on it. Mm. Um, and I think because of the same thing, like what Aiden Aiden was saying, it's a lot like 24 hours in a in a negative making way. that a negative yeah. way. And yeah, I kind I, of I agree think, with him. Positive, but yeah, <laughs> like well, I don't, I don't. I agree with him, not that, and I think this is the way he was saying it. I don't think he was saying 24 Hours is a bad song. No, no, no. I think he likes 24 Hours. It's like that, but Um, not as good. But it's, yeah, and that is, that's kind of how I feel. I think it it is very reminiscent of 24 Hours, but I don't think it's nearly as good. And I think part of it is just nothing for me. I will say. Nothing about. I will say I felt similarly when I first heard it, but like after listening to it a bunch, it's grown on me a lot. Um, the same thing happened yeah. to me with when she released La La Lay. I didn't really like La La Lay, except I, I liked La La Lay less, uh, when it oh, first really? came out. I didn't really like it that much, but it's grown on me since. And yeah, this one grew on me a lot though. I really like it. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, for me, nothing about it really stands out that much in terms of like the instrumentals or the vocals. I think the, the one, the one thing that I do like, I think like the breathy chorus vocals are good. Um, I think the chorus is catchy, um, yeah. but it's it's very much like you were saying. It's very much reminiscent of Twenty Four Hours, yeah. um, and it's very performance focused, which yep. is what Sunmi does. But I think for me in this song, um, in terms of the performance, like the choreography is just not as catchy as like almost any of her other songs. I feel like I the it, it, choreo is not really trying to be catchy though if that makes sense it's like trying to be very it's like going specifically on that cat concept if that makes sense yeah and it's kind of funny because she posted the gif on twitter of that like cat like waving its butt in the air and i'm like i'm curious if they literally like based the whole choreo based on just this funny gif you know that (laughs) honestly it wouldn't surprise me but and i think that and that's part of like what i don't 
like it just it just doesn't stand out to me in terms of like yeah. of the song for her like all of her songs are so catchy they have like really memorable choreography yeah and like this song it just seems like it it was taking 24 hours and doing it again giving it like uninteresting choreography and just focusing all on like the shock factor of how provocative it is yeah. and like the yeah. outfits Sex are appeal. yeah and like i don't think that's a bad thing i don't want it to sound like i'm saying like female solos shouldn't do like sex appeal like provocative choreography yeah. and outfits but just felt like it leaned too much on it for sun me like it she just she's done that before and had it like feel memorable and like mm. creative and yeah. for me the song just none of that just didn't happen for me i think um I, I I could I can definitely see those points. I think this what this says to me is that she maybe needs to uh, like just for a little bit at least like try some like different styles, just to yeah. like shake things up a bit. Even if she does rest back into her original style, um, I think people would just appreciate having something different. Either yeah. that or release an album, please, and just have a different variety of like you know B sides and stuff. Because yeah, her B sides are always top tier, by the way, which I can like segue into one the flower. What the flower? Yeah, what what the flower is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like this, this feels to me like the like common sense like successor to like Black Pearl, which is probably my favorite like Sun Me B side. Um, yeah, like it's it's really really great. Like like the the instrumentation is what's really appealing to me on this like the pianos the guitars the the percussion like i don't know like just this like laid back um like vocal song that still has that like sensual like sun me vibe but like uses the like organic instrumentation it just it just works so well if she did a Mm -hmm. dance track with instrumentation like this i think it would work really nicely actually like just something like this but a little higher tempo that she yeah, could do choreography too. Yeah, my notes are pretty much like echo almost everything you said. Like, I really love the instrumentals, like the guitar and jazz piano mix, and it just stood out to me so much because it's not something we hear from her in terms of like singles. Yeah, and like you were saying, like I think she could do this as a single and still have her sig- signature like sexy choreography to a song like this that she's known for, like. And I think that's, like you were saying, I think that's just part of why Tail didn't stand out to me. It's just, it feels like stuff she's done before, and she's done before better, in my opinion. Yeah. Where, like, I think if she tried something new, but still in her, like, area, like, I think think there's room to try stuff like this. Yeah, one thing I will say is that I do agree that Tail gets totally upstaged by the B-side. I think think What the Flower Mm -hmm. is, like, one of her best songs, like, she's ever put out um though again that's just because it again it reminds me of black pearl which is one of my favorite songs by her to begin with so yeah i Mm -hmm. i want an album and i want like more like b-sides that like explore this like sort of area for her because i think she does it really well yep i agree so yeah i guess uh that's everything we wanted to talk about overall i think we had a lot of really good songs um yeah. Interestingly enough, that whenever we had anything <laughs> negative to say, it was almost always about title track of whatever album, whether it was me that's or you. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah. All the B sides were great. Today, well, not yeah, all of them. This is, a B, this is a B side week. 
Yeah, Chuck had a couple B-sides that weren't that great, but yeah, she yeah. also had 21 songs, so. Yeah, so she she's forgiven. Um, yeah, so overall, I thought this was a really good uh, week of reviews. Um, yeah, check out all three of the releases we talked about, because they're all really good. So, at least one of us thinks whatever is good from one perspective. Anyway, we, we recommend. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely listen to everything from that we talked about today and yep. figure out if if you like it or not um i think it's all worth giving a shot yep so yeah i guess with that um we can kind of wrap up the episode uh i hope you liked our podcast if you do if you're not and you're not subscribed please subscribe uh if you like our podcast and you've been listening for a while leave a review on itunes positive review please <laughs> actually i haven't uh, checked our reviews in like yeah a i I, years. I haven't either but but it, i i feel like it definitely helps because i think there's i was looking at i think Podbean or something and we actually get like a lot of audio listeners that don't watch oh, yeah. on youtube yeah. um so yeah definitely uh yeah um and we have 26 ratings that's a decent amount oh wow that's way more than actually... i than la than i last checked oh yeah we got a basil noodles and juju mona um <laughs> okay so I'm, I'm reading these now because this is great okay, um, sure. <laughs> we got basil noodles uh was this like last month great podcast thanks for the podcast episode the last episode you guys must, must work so hard on went it, their English isn't their first language. But okay. Good, good, uh, good review. But this one, uh, Juju Mona in January, five stars. It's okay. These guys aren't bad. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the five <laughs> That's stars. That's the whole review. Thanks, thanks yep. for the five stars. We'll take it. Uh, that was great. But yeah, it's we like, actually, it's we like do have... Amazon reviews I've seen where people like give nothing but like a rave review, but they still give it one star for no reason. Like... Right. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Thank you for the positive yep. ratings. Um, yeah, we've, we've gotten a few ratings over time, and it seems like we're still getting ratings, just not not everyone writes an actual yeah. like review or whatever. That's good. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that, all the audio listeners who left us reviews. Um, yeah, beyond that, I guess reiterate, uh, if you want a place to hang out with cool people, um, Discord's there, even if you want to just like lurk or whatever. we got a bunch of lurkers um yep so yeah we do fun stuff song yep. ratings um we're doing idol bands right now is the one that's happening so yep. uh i think what aiden referred to it as i don't want to listen to a rating with 100 korean imagine dragon songs on it oh but, my god um <laughs> which that's isn't entirely funny. wrong but um yeah if, if you like idol bands we're doing that i think we're gonna do uh, we do quarter every quarter we do all the quarterly releases um so like if you it's a really nice way to just keep up with like everything that release every year yep. um just each time the quarterly releases comes out just listen to everything and rate it and then we have fun ranking it and seeing where everything gets placed yep so yeah uh join discord it's cool a lot of cool people come hang out um we're like me and Nate ourselves are always on there like all day. So like you'll see us on there. Yeah, you'll it's see basically Andrew my social there. media at this point. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I just go in there and hang out to talk to people instead of going on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Yep. So yeah, Discord, it's fun. Um, join and yeah, I don't, I don't think we have anything news coming up. So 
Other than that, um, we'll have two episodes in a row this week or this these two weeks just because we missed last week. So this yeah. is making up for that, and then we'll be back on schedule next week. So tune in then, and uh, thanks. Uh, for yeah, listening. check out my uh, unboxings too. I'm doing oh yes monthly. Uh, end of the month unboxings the last Sunday of each month to live stream on YouTube so you can come hang out. Um, there are varying lengths. Um, this last one was pretty short because I only had like seven things to unbox. Yep. Um, but yeah, the VODs go up on YouTube as well eventually so you can watch those if you missed it. Yep. Um, but yeah, just hang out with chat and unbox whatever albums I bought that month. Yep. Um, so yeah, you'll see what we reviewed. I'll unbox Chung Ai and Shiny. I ordered both of them, so they'll nice. be unboxed in March. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I might, I might have to record a video for your next one because I'm getting the uh, the Taeyeon vinyl in the mail like next week. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll just give that we to you just and stick yeah, it on the put the it somewhere. at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. I'm also looking forward to like in like a year from now looking at how much it costs on eBay. <laughs> depending on oh, how yeah, much yeah. they made because it's already it was it was sold out like the next day so i'm glad i got it yeah. when i did so yeah i'm looking forward to that and yeah i think that's everything i would have wanted to mention so yeah thanks for listening and goodbye stay creamy stay throbbingly creamy <laughs>